0: How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables. All black people. So I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. just because they're black?
1: I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not yeah. once.
0: Yeah. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist.
1: I am not racist. Screw you. What are you talking about?
0: She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole.
1: I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Uh huh. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Jesus, the notorious just. Please us with your lyrical thesis, we just chillin', milkin', poppin', silkin', pure linen, meatin', little. Salable seaweed, uh, don't be Palm trees, cats named I blow and milk out the eye the the williest. Why bitches be the silliest? The more I took the smaller yeah. the silliest. Room 112, where the players dwell. And sash more cats and the Inhale, make you it feel good, good like Tony Tony Tony. Pick up in your middle like Money. Yeah. Yeah. She don't know me, but she's setting up the blow me. Yeah. Yeah. Try to style, slides off with a homie. S gotta play a face clergy. Game so tight, you call
0: it to know where we stand, Do we share.
1: Hi, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast uh, with your hosts Rod and Karen. Say hello to everybody.
0: What's up everybody?
1: And today's podcast is actually going to be about the NBA. Uh, We're going to do a little talk about uh, the All-Star Game, talk about my Bobcats, uh, doing it big right now.
0: Yes, they are.
1: And we're going to also talk about uh, the Warriors a little bit, talk about Man Steven Jackson and... You now. We'll, we'll get into some questions from Twitter that everybody gave me. I uh, really appreciate everybody chipping in. So Yeah,
0: thank you for the love, guys.
1: Yep. Uh, so, let's go ahead and uh, get right to it. Um, the first question is actually from my brother, uh, who's also named Rod. Uh, don't, don't even ask about that. Uh, <laughs> and Rod writes in, why didn't I make it to the NBA? He sent me this question on Facebook. Um, Basically, because you're not good enough, nigga. Uh, nah,
0: sorry to tell you. Yeah,
1: you need to step your game up. I mean, you wouldn't work hard when I used to try to talk to you. Remember all them pickup games? I'd be like, hey, man, stop shooting all them shots to pass the ball. And you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> well, this is what happens. You exactly. don't make it to the NBA. Exactly. You could have been just like our cousin Anthony. Yep. Playing for the Warriors. Yes, sir. Um, shout out to my cousin. Uh, he's, he's on Twitter, too. Black Boy Pacino. Um, Get better, man. I know your knees hurt right now. Say you're going to be out for like uh, three to four weeks or something, man. Just get healthy, man. You know, get back on that court, man. Uh, Alright. So, let's get into our first question. Our second question, actually. Um, But our first real question, because I don't count Rodney's question as a real question. Me either. Um, And it's from Ben... I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Bean Wine Rib. uh, He's on Twitter um, as at Ben W-E-I-N-R-I-B. I hope I didn't bastardize your name too much, man. Sorry about that. But he's a big Bobcats fan, too. And we chat during the games and whatnot. And his question was, uh, he just wanted us to talk about the Bobcats in general.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I love to do. Me too. Yeah, we've been to a ton of their games. Yes, uh, we have. Over the last uh, two seasons, of spe- especially. Yeah. Actually, we're going to the game tomorrow to see the heat and the Bobcats. Yes. yes, sir. Uh, I hope Gerald Wallace is healthy. I heard he sprained his ankle last night. Oh. But he still played and got 28 points after that, so he should be good. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, so, basically, Ben, um, I've been saying since they made uh, the acquisition of uh, Larry Brown that the team was on the come up. Yeah. Um, last year was the first year they actually, well, the second year that they actually looked like a team where they ran plays and uh, tried to tried to uh, actually have a good rotation with substitutions. Yes. They didn't have that before. No. Um, Bernie Bickerstaff, basically, his whole philosophy was... The guys who work the hardest will get in the game, which is a cool philosophy when you don't really have talented players or uh, guys who are going to put up a lot of points. And it worked. Uh, We had guys like Gerald Wallace, Brevin Knight, uh, Raymond Felton, and they were pretty much playing because they hustled on defense and they tried hard every night. And the roster would adjust all the time because if a guy wasn't giving maximum effort, He'd find himself at the bottom of the bench. Yep. Um, so this last couple of years was the first time where we actually looked at our team and said, why don't we run a curl play for uh, Raymond Felton off the elbow or, you know, of the, the free throw line, run a little pick and roll in that area and open up the offense and try to get Rajah Bell a shot or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that stuff used to never happen, man. At
0: all. It used to be terrible when we used to go to the games and they would be in the lead. It's like you didn't have faith in them. You're like, oh, man, we up, but we know we're going to end up losing because there was just nobody to just say, I'm going to run it. I want to be the one to take the winning winning shot. We just had people that was like, Hey, it's a job. It's a paycheck. You know, I yeah. do what I got to do. And game up win or lose. It don't make me no different. But it matters to the fans.
1: Yeah, NBA players are just like everybody else at their job. At your job, you have some people that come in, they do their work, and they're ready to go home. And that's most people. Yeah. But in the NBA, you know, you have some guys, like, you can't have a team full of people like that and win a lot. No. Um, you need at least one or two alpha dogs. That'll step up and say, hey, man, we're not losing. Uh, Gerald Wallace had alpha dog talent, but he never had that that mentality. He just wanted to be the hardest worker on the court. Yeah. Um, Getting Steven Jackson was really what his team turned around.
0: Yes, it made a huge difference. And people could say what they want to when they first announced the trade. So many people saying how it was bad and how it was terrible. One thing I can say about him, he has heart. And that's something that you can't measure. And when you have heart, it's contagious. And it motivates other players to play their hardest. He's like, hey, if y'all don't step up, I'm taking a shot. Hey, I'm working hard. I expect you to work hard. too." And it's becoming contagious. Everybody runs up and down the court. Everybody works hard. And you win games like that.
1: Yeah, they had a... Uh I was listening to this podcast, ESPN NBA Today podcast, and when the trade officially was announced, Ryan Rosillo basically shitted on the trade and said it was terrible because of the contract that Steven Jackson was owed, and he just swore that Steven Jackson wouldn't play hard, and he was going to give up, and I actually wrote a blog piece on Steven Jackson, and it was uh, it was uh, actually put into uh, a couple of blogs and whatnot, um, for the broadcast, and it was basically yeah. saying look if this city is ready to win and they embrace Stephen Jackson then we'll be fine because Stephen Jackson is a winner yes. before anything else the entire reason the entire reason he wanted to get out of Golden State was because Golden State basically lied to him they gave him a contract when they had a good team yes. and then they just suddenly said you know Maybe. what Steve we're rebuilding around you. Yeah, they. We're gonna move out every veteran player, and we're gonna bring in a bunch of young players that we don't have to pay that much, and we're gonna just try to, uh, you know, just maintain for a few years. If we fall off, and you know, you gotta waste the next three years of your life on a losing team, so be it. And he said, "No, I want out."
0: I don't blame and, him either.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was a bad thing at all, mm-hmm. but because of his uh past indiscretions with. Uh, Going in the crowd to save his teammate Fred Jones from getting gang raped. And also because he didn't want to get killed at a strip club. So he, he, he shot at the dudes that trying to trying to attack him. That These cats want to write bad shit about him in these articles. And say that he's this thug and all this shit. But I see a good friend, a good teammate, a dude that says the right thing to his teammates on the court because yeah. I look at what happens on the court as opposed as opposed to just the stats or just what how much a guy is making. It's about what they do on the court. And Steven Jackson is that dude that comes to the basketball court and he, he's wearing flip flops and he's just finished smoking a Marlboro. He's got a black mouth like tucked into his headband and he smells a little bit like cognac. Um, from the night before, but everybody wants to be on that dude's team because they know that he wants to win yes, he more than anything else. That's right, And that's what the broadcast needed because we had a team full of soft, nice guys
0: yes. for the
1: past few years where, yeah, they're, they're not going to get any trouble off the court, but at the same time, they're not going to win you anything on the court. They're just going to be nice, respectable dudes. that lose all the time and they're okay with that because basketball is just a job. So... Um, basically, the Bobcats right now are hot. They're winning at home. Yes, they are. And I'm proud of them. I, you know, still supporting them. I am too. And I'm about to make some money off of. Uh, they're going to the
0: playoffs, though. They're going <laughs> to the playoffs.
1: I got, I got two bets going that they're gonna make the playoffs with my boy John, who's gonna pay me $25 for dinner, or and my girl uh, Deidre, who's gonna me $10 when they make the playoffs and I'm going straight to cookout because we got a cookout in Charlotte now, DJ. Yes, we do. Yeah, holla at your boy. Alright, next thing. My man, Nick Nohart from TalkingPointFreeSports.com it's, uh, it's a sports website that really has a nice, unique take on sports and current events in sports. Really good writing there. Uh, I write for him sometimes, but it's a collection of really savvy sports minds that you don't really get to hear these kinds of views everywhere. Um, so, Nick writes, uh, how do I feel about Stephen Curry, the new Steve Match? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I do love Steph Curry. Um, I do too. I don't know if, if a lot of people don't know this, but I played basketball with Steph Curry like maybe three summers ago, all summer long at the uh, YMCA here in Charlotte. And, thing, I, I, honest to God, I did not think he was an NBA player when we started playing. Um, The biggest thing I noticed about him, though, was that this dude can go full speed no matter how many people are on him. And that is something that you really have to see to understand. Yeah. Um, I assumed that he was doing that shit to us because we're a bunch of pickup players at the YMCA, and he was going to Davidson. Um, But no, that's not what it was. He actually does that to college players, he does that to NBA players. He's a dude that never slows down and his jump shot is just wet. And he he but he never really showboated or was flashy when he didn't have to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids on that level when they're so much better than everyone else, they do all that flashy shit which gets some notice. So you're like, did you see how that kid dunked? How old is he? Where is he? What school is he going to? Yeah. But with Steph, it was just like he crossed a dude over with no, like, swagger about it. He just crossed the dude, lay it up with, say, his left hand or whatnot. And you just go, that's a nice move. But you don't think he could do that to uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, and you just again. think that he could do that to that overweight 40-year-old dude that who at played, the office. Yeah. Who comes out here and plays three hours a week? So um, I, I love Steph Curry. I love him. Um, he's got a great attitude. He's a good kid. Yeah, he his is. His skills are so much nastier than people know. Mm-hmm. Um, his shooting percentage um, is gonna str- struggle at times. He's not quite the shooter Nash is yet, especially um, off the hop. Like Steve Nash has that thing where he can set up a pick and roll. And if you ever go underneath that pick and roll, he pulls it with confidence every time. I think Steve Nash is one of the best shooters in the NBA, but people don't give him the credit because he's such a great passer, and his yeah. assist and the style of offense, it always kind of gets tossed to the side. Like, of course he hit that shot, but he he commands that. Like, he mm. makes that pick and roll deadly with his jump shot. Yes, he does. And uh, his passing ability is off the scale. Um, I don't know about Steph's passing ability as of yet, but his shooting, as far as like set shots, is definitely on par with Nash, uh, and his ability to, uh, create is up there. I, I need to see a little bit more of his court vision, but, um, that brings me to my next point. You really can't because of Monte fucking Ellis. I like Monte (laughs) Ellis. I like Monte Ellis. He's a hard worker and everything. But he is the exact opposite type of point guard that I like to see. I don't like point guards that get on that Stefan Marbury shit. Oh, and yeah. they just,
0: they just run down the court, buy themselves, make it one on four, and you're like, what the hell? You need the rest of the team.
1: Yes, that's
0: you know. annoying and it's boring to watch.
1: Yep, and because they they have uh, Don Nelson as their coach, he gets kind of he gets in the zone where he just like seems like he doesn't care about what's going on on the court on either end and it's just when he sees uh, Monte Ellis shoot 30 times I don't think it phases Don Nelson a bit I think he's just like he ah, yeah, needs to shoot 30 times a that's cool and he doesn't ever say to him hey man you have Anthony Morrow one of the best three point shooters in the NBA he was open on the last three or four shots that you took with three people on you pass the fucking ball instead he goes oh, we only got six people healthy tonight so fuck it Get 40, Monte. Let's see what happens. And that's kind of killing their team because... Yes, it is. um, At this point, I feel like Steph should be starting at the point. Monte Ellis should be playing the two. And they probably need to have Anthony come off the bench and spell um, Monte. But, you know, there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of uh, politics involved. And it just isn't that simple as what's the best lineup. And they have a lot of health issues, too. But... I would really like to see the NBA start keeping track of a new stat called the assist per shot stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen anyone, someone might already be keeping this. I haven't heard it, but it's basically, to me, it would be a measurement of selfishness. And I would expect, God, I need to do some research on it, but I would expect dudes like uh, Eddie Curry and uh, probably uh, Zach Randolph to be near the bottom of the league. And I bet you you'd you find that Monte Ellis is near the bottom of the league, especially when you add in his turnovers, because he basically averages five assists and four turnovers.
0: Wow, which is that's terrible. It's
1: horrible for a point guard, quote unquote. It's horrible. Um I just I don't like that type of game. I don't like Me that type either. of point guard. I don't like uh, <clears throat> I don't like Devin Harris really. I don't like Monte Ellis. I don't I just don't like shoot first point guards that don't get their teammates involved. And when they have talent, it's different. When you don't, don't have talent, right?
0: That makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because when you don't have talent, you're like, okay, I got to step up. I got to make this shot because everybody else, I ain't gonna say sorry, but nobody else is willing to do it. That's one thing. But when you have people that are able to help you, I don't see the point in making a tough shot when you can do something easy. That's like somebody you shooting the three wide open on the perimeter when you come down the club versus just making a simple layup. Like, it, it statistically makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, I think some guys just don't get it. And I, I mean, as a personally, in my basketball playing, I love to pass. Um, so I, I just see it more. Like, I look at the game and I see it more often. I'm just like, that guy had an open pass or they were two passes away from an open three. Instead, they had to settle for a guy, a point guard, the shortest guy on the court, trying to run to the rim. And, and it's not that Monte isn't a good player. He shoots well from the field. Um, not such a high three point shooter. He's only shooting 30% from the three point line. But he does shoot a high field goal percentage because he gets to the basket. But I just don't think you can depend on him to win games. And that's why they're losing. Um, so let's get on to the next one. Uh, Miss Jasmine wrote in a question, and she said, Why do people even bother being fans of any team but the Lakers? Seems silly to me. Um, I don't know. That's a good question.
0: I guess because I don't live in L.A. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Kobe Bryant, and I like the Lakers, but I'm a huge Bobcats fan because I live in Charlotte. Charlotte is my home. So, I, I, I you know, you kind of love what you raised around.
1: Yeah, I think people just don't want to be seen as LA douchebags who are just always trying to remind <laughs> you of how good their team is. I mean, some people have a soul and they're nice people, and they don't need to rub it in everybody's face. You know, I'm more into the stories in the middle of the league. The time to me, the time to be about the top of the league, which is right now, like the uh, I say the Celtics, the Lakers, the Magic. I, I don't want to count Dallas, so I'm gonna say Denver and uh the Cleveland Cavaliers, the time to be worried about the top of the league is the playoffs. Like, yeah. To me the regular season is about the other teams. It's about Memphis. It's about yeah. uh, Charlotte. It's about uh teams trying to struggle like the Clippers who lost their number one draft, they're trying to struggle to be relevant and make the playoffs. Because that's more that to me that's a bigger uh that's a bigger statement on the league. When you see the Blazers or yeah. the Hawks setting themselves up for what could be five to six-year runs because their teams, their teams are so young. and yeah. Everyone's contract is, is so workable right now. Theoretically, they could be good for a long time. So during the regular season, I'm trying to figure out who's next. And then during the playoffs, I'm looking at who's now, and that's going to probably be the Lakers. But Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I just think she was just being sarcastic, but I wanted to give her some shit about that. Um Angry Black Man DC, what's up, brother? Um, he sent a question in. I'm
0: still on the Laker.
1: <laughs> he sent a question in about who do I think should be the All Star Reserves. Uh, I actually had to look this up because I wasn't sure who was actually on the All Star team when we started talking. Um, but uh, here's what I got so far: is that Kobe Bryant. And fucking T-Mac.
0: How did T-Mac get on it? T-Mac's not even playing. T-Mac got got suspended from school and got his ass sent home. (laughs) How is he on the All-Star?
1: Yeah, I don't... I mean, what uniform is he going to wear? Because they're talking about they're either going to trade him or or just not bring him back. So, I mean, is he going to show up like Craig Hodges in just an NBA generic flea market jersey? That I could buy? Yeah, so... (laughs) Anyway, T-Mac is on the fucking team. It's Melo's a starter, Dirk is a starter, and Amari is a starter. I, I agree with all those except T-Mac, of course. I do, too. But just in interest of making it even, the East chose Allen Iverson. Yes. Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, KG, and Dwight Howard. Allen Iverson has no business uh, as a starting guard over so many players who are just playing better right now. Say
0: that again.
1: Um. So that's, that's kind of a, a bad look for the NBA. Just... Mm-hmm. That's a black eye, but um, so those are the starters. So then the backups, um, and I'm gonna add one more player to each roster just because I feel like the backups they should take out AI and, and T max So for the West, I would say the backups would be uh, uh, um, I think it would be uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, I think I go with. Brandon Roy, yeah, uh, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Paul Gasol. I think Zach Randolph is a Ford. but if he's a if he's a forward, um then I'm not sure because I would put Tim Duncan over Zach Randolph. If Zach Randolph is a center, then I put Zach Randolph as center. Um, if not, then I take I have to I have to snub Zach Randolph. And I put uh, Andrew Bonham in there. hmm Um, and I, I mean, I would, I would rather have, um, Chris Paul starting over. Yes. Um, over T-Mac. Um, but then, uh, for my one more ad, uh, from the West Coast for Guard, um, I would probably go Chauncey Billups. Um. Oh, that's a good pick. He hasn't really been healthy, but, um. Their team is one of the better teams in the East. Um, and it's, to me, they're out, the only other guys you probably could pick as a guard, it would be like Jason Kidd, who doesn't really put up big numbers anymore. Mm-mm. But he is a great player. Yes, he I, I love Jason Kidd. Um, but uh, or maybe Jason Terry or something like that. But um, I, I don't think anyone else is really deserving. Um, on the East... I will have Joe Johnson in over Allen Iverson
0: yeah
1: that's just fucking ridiculous to me Joe Johnson is a beast and he's killing it right now as far as just like keep leading his team Um, I'd rather have Joe Johnson in there and for backups I have uh, Rondo uh, Ray Allen um, Jared Wallace my dude who's like third in the league and rebounding right now and somehow still slept on um, Josh Smith. Yeah. Would be in there. Um I probably wouldn't put Paul Pierce. I think I would put Josh Smith over Paul Pierce. And for center, I don't know, know, because I don't really think Shaq deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um maybe Andrew Bogut. Um he's been balling it. He's part of the the reason why Milwaukee is good, so probably Bogut. Um that's I think that's who I go with, so and then I think I have to add one more guard because I wouldn't want AI on the team at all. So, if I had to add one more guard, then maybe Paul Pierce. If Unless uh, you can only play him at four. Um, in that case, let's see. What other guard is out there for the East? Um, New Jersey sucks. I wouldn't put any of those guys on there. <laughs> Except, well, you know, maybe Lopez. I might put Lopez in the center. Um... um I'm not sure who the other guard would be, but I just know AI T max shouldn't be on the fucking team. That that's disgraceful. So um, let's move on to the next topic. My man, three carry-on items. Who's actually uh, from around this area? What up, man? Uh, he wants to know why the fuck are all the games on NBA TV now? Um, I don't know why, but it's good. Yeah, I like. It's it. good for the league. I was. Um, they have been misusing that NBA TV channel for years. Yes, they have. And they just recently got it to where every night that there's not a game on an ESPN yeah. or TNT, yeah. there's a game on League on the NBA TV. Yes. And it should be like that. Uh, you always want to promote your uh, your product. Your product. And this is the best way to promote your product is through having having a game on. Uh, On NBA TV every night. Yes. Now
0: Tuesdays they even have like fan select. Yeah, when people call in and vote, the game they want to see for the night, which I think is kind
1: of neat. Yeah, the only thing that sucks about that is everybody always picks the Lakers, like Miss Jasmine, or they pick uh, the Cavs or something like that. You just gotta hope that another team is playing them so you can see the Cavs versus like say Denver or something where you see a good matchup instead of like, ooh, the Lakers are playing. The, uh, playing the Nets.
0: Yeah, Lakers
1: <laughs> versus 76ers. Ooh, you know, I don't want to see Denver versus the uh, Nugget. I mean, Denver versus Dallas. Skip that. <laughs> so, um, alright. And then, my well, man, his name is X Witness X. He used to be Psycho Killer something. but uh, and, he was, and he was, that's my boy, man. He's really funny on Twitter. And he actually, one day he was like, yeah, man, we should hang out one day. And I was like, I, I don't think I can be associated with any anybody that goes by Psycho Killer. I, I <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't want nobody to come home and find all us dead. Yeah, and I don't want,
1: <laughs> I don't want the last thing people say about me when I go missing is He went to go meet some kid from Cleveland named Psycho Killer. Because no matter what happens, I'm going to look like a dumbass because everybody's going to say, well, no wonder. Um. Anyway, his question was, with Kobe scoring 20 or more points only, one time in the last six games, should he have sat out and recovered instead of playing because he uh, dislocated his finger again or something? Um, hell no. Uh, yeah. This, the Kobe Bryant's leadership isn't about points. I think we fans, we get caught up in the points a lot. Um, but I think Kobe's really... He's about getting records, but he's more about winning. Yes. Um, and what this whole... This whole injury has been for him is lead by example. The, the records that matter to Kobe are things like how many games have I played in a row? Um, you know, because that symbolizes I've been here for my team. Yes. Uh, I've led my team all this time. Um, this is a guy that didn't miss games when he had the Olympics. Uh, he didn't miss games for uh, the playoffs. He didn't miss games through the regular season. His mentality is just such about it's so much about hard work.
0: Yeah, he's the he's he's the dude when they at your job and they uh had like the the stupid uh things where they would want to give people gold stars. He's the dude who's going to get the gold star for, you know, having, you know, 2000 consecutive days at work, you yeah. know? He, he's the dude who's going to get that, you know. He's the dude who's going to get, you know, best productivity or something like that. But to him that means more because like you said lead by example, and that means a lot. How can you tell somebody that you need to work hard and you need to play hard when you don't?
1: Exactly. It's like uh, they once did an interview with him on Jim Rohn, and it was like 5 in the morning or something. And Jim Rohn was like, hey, man, I'm sorry I woke you up. And Kobe was like, I already been up for three hours. I just got done working out my first workout for the day. And that's, that's the point of Kobe Bryant, which is, look, man. I'm the best, but I'm going to work harder than everyone else trying to get to my level. And um, my man Witness, he's a uh, LeBron James fan. So I think that's kind of like a shot at, you know, Kobe. Like he's not putting up points. But look, man, in my opinion, this is what LeBron James needs to have in order to achieve that next level like Kobe did. I, I like LeBron, but sometimes I don't feel like he works like. Kobe like Jordan but he has the talent to be better than them uh, physically Uh, but I don't know if I mean he wants to be the most popular athlete in the world he wants to be the richest he wants to be the most famous and most powerful so I don't know that LeBron is motivated by winning as much as Kobe and Jordan and he's in a sad way it's almost like LeBron's too much of a nice guy to do the asshole things you have to do
0: to be the best, to be the best, yeah. And it's probably
1: for the best for uh, Lebron. It's probably for the best as far as an individual person. But in in order to really be the best, man, you gotta you gotta be willing to be the bad guy. And I don't know that Lebron is willing to be the bad guy um, that often.
0: Um, Go ahead. Yeah, and what I realized too is that one thing about Kobe, Kobe invites the haters, yes. you know, and one thing about it is that when you know you're the man and you're on top, you automatically know you're going to have haters. His thing is bring it on. You know, I think we went to the Bobcats game. One Wonder game. people booing him, and he waved his hand like, come on, come on. Yeah. It's, it's it's like he thrives on that. It's like the more you boo, the harder he going to bust your butt out in the floor. The more you yeah. boo, you know, the harder he works. And, you know, some players don't have that. They go to the bench and cry on people boo. So it, you have to have something about your personality that makes you accept the haters.
1: Yeah. And the last question, uh, Relevant21 asked this question. Um, and I know he asked about Jerry Wallace and Zach Randolph. I think I already talked about that. But I want to use it to bring up another thing, which is um, the dunk contest. Uh, th- right now, uh, there's like a little controversy because people are saying, LeBron lied. He's not going to be in the dunk contest. Boo-hoo. Say that again. He got sense. I mean,
0: I don't, mean yeah. no harm. I don't blame him for not being in it because the truth be told, when you do something like that you don't want to risk getting hurt and that's his thing. He's no, like, it's not injury. It's not
1: injury. It's dog. not nobody ever gets hurt during the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. It, it it's clearly he has nothing to gain. He's that's already true. considered that's true. one of the best players the only thing that can happen in here is that he wins, and everybody's like, well, of course he won. He's LeBron James.
0: Or well, he loses, then they talk about And smack then they talk him. shit
1: about him. And it's like, if you're going to do this contest, you need to do it your first year in the league when you're fresh. Everyone's excited about you. You can't wait eight years, six years, five years, and try to do this because you immediately become... You, you already have gained more reputation on the court than you can... Then you can win from winning a dunk contest. That's true. So, um, I think it's good that he's opting out. And if I was him, his main problem is he should have never really said he was going to do it. That's right. But what I look at in this situation, there's a more telltale sign that, to me, if I'm a Cavs fan, I like this because it kind of proves that LeBron isn't a brash, uh, impulsive type of guy. I think he's kind of calculating, and I think this is very, this has very, very many parallels to what he's trying to do with the Knicks and the Cavs. Where he flirts with, I might go to the Knicks. But when the when it comes down to it and the trigger has to be pulled, I think he's the kind of guy that's like, no, Cleveland's my home. Yeah. This is where I can make the most money. Right. Um, I'm LeBron James. I, I can't really increase my advertising revenue that much by going to another city. Nah. Um, Especially in for the Knicks where you're probably going to be losing.
0: Say that um, again.
1: So I really think that if I'm a Cavs fan, I would feel hopeful because it's like, you know what? When it comes down to it, LeBron likes to talk, but he actually will not go out and do some dumb shit just because he's yeah, very true. conscious of his image. I think he doesn't want to leave uh, Cleveland because he would take an image hit a little bit. Which is, hey man, they did do everything they could for this cat, and um, a guy like LeBron is much harder to build around than people give uh, than people really think. When they just think you have LeBron, why can't you win a championship? Because he's a hard player to play with. I remember three or four years ago, there were rumors that they were going to get Jason Kidd to come to Cleveland. And that shit could never work. Jason Kidd is a creator. He needs the ball in his hands. LeBron James is a creator. He keeps the ball in his hands. You can't have two guys that, like that. dominate the ball. Nah,
0: that so, ain't and sure.
1: uh, Yeah, and... and they did. They're doing the best they can. They're surrounding him with spot up shooters. He's got a shooting center in Elgoskis. Um Even Vergeau was trying to work on his jump shot. But then they got Anthony Parker. They got Delante West, Mo Williams. All these guys are just spe- set spot shooters. And they run into. They go into that weird ass offense that you almost have to run with LeBron, where you do the four corners. He goes to the top of the key, dribbles, 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 dribbles oh, drives, and tries to pass it out of a double team or try to score on his man with a jump shot, I think it's fucking horrendous. But that should tell you how difficult this guy is to coach. He's hard not because he's a bad attitude, nah. his skill set is hard to coach. He's your third, maybe sometimes second biggest player on the court. And here True. you are here you are having to set him up thirty feet away from the basket to start a play. Wow. So he's hard to set like a guy like Kobe used to, you know, he would do that sometimes when he had Shaq, but even Kobe is a guy where he's like, hey, if I can curl off this pick on the wing, if I can get an iso with the guy on my back in the pose, he's looking for that shit. Yeah, if I get a
0: Mitch match, that's a little bit easy for me to work with. Right.
1: LeBron is more like, I'm going to drop this double team and kick out to a a jump shooter and they, they need to make the shot, so he's hard to build around, and I think... There's not there's not enough appreciation of that when it comes to uh, what what the Cleveland has tried to do for LeBron, um, and I'd like to see people give Cleveland credit instead of saying shit like they don't have a good team around him. But well, who the fuck do you think you're gonna get on the team with LeBron? You can't just put anybody on the team, nope. and you can't rely on. A GM to completely fuck up like they did with Memphis, and just gave Paul Gasol away because they didn't have the money to pay him. Like that shit only happens once every million years. Say that again. So uh, what what Cleveland fucked up is they didn't go after Stephen Jackson this yeah, year. Yeah, like
0: they should have.
1: Yeah, but even with Stephen Jackson he needs the ball in his hands, wants to shoot the big shot down the stretch, isn't just a spot up shooter. So you're still gonna run into the same problems with a guy like Stephen Jackson, which is. It's the end of the game. LeBron wants the ball at 30 feet out, dribble in, and then kick it out to the corner or shoot over his man. You still, Jackson's just a a piece of wallpaper. You might as well put anybody in the game. So, um, anyway, that's our first NBA podcast. What would you think about it?
0: I loved NBA. (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, guys. We're out. Love you. Love you too, baby. Bye. And now listen to the hardest DJ in North Carolina DJ Todd You'll be long gone
1: You'll be long gone Crush em, five grand to hush em. Niggas talk for shit, it's my chance to flush em. My fans are brushing, my man's a rushing. Imagine if I would've used my hands to touch them. Who wanted what I? You run with the guy, that's like suicide. You wanted to die, two blunt if you to lie, few you done like I. It's to look at the poop, it's two to buy. can big with the biddies. You were big in the city, without J or pity, all biggie or ditty, I show you niggas no pity, just figure they dritty, send a sack at the 40, maybe we'll be 50, they'll be gunning and bucking. you'll be running and ducking, hoping none of them get you. it's like dopein' to hit you. with the scope I'ma split ya, some to poke with you with ya, still a need doctors to open and stitch ya. You don't stop me crying, and cry, say it's all about the time crying, you'll be long gone. Long.